You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right. children of all ages. My name is Mike Lunsford and this is At The Diner on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. Let me thank all of you out there for listening. We appreciate you. We appreciate you sharing the podcast with your friends. You can find us on Twitter. We've got a Twitter account at uh, Great Geek Refuge. We're on Instagram. Uh, we're on Facebook, obviously. Uh, all of our podcasts can be found on pretty much any streaming site. So if you're listening to us through the website and you're like, man, I really wish they were on Spotify. Guess what, motherfucker, we are. Check us out. We're there too. <laughs> Joining me for this podcast this evening, I have the guy who founded the website with me, and that's greatgeekrefuge.com. Check it out when you can. This guy, his name is Steve Monick. I'd like to say I'm the Frankenstrat to Mike's Eddie Van Halen. That was a nice callback to the cold open, Steve. Well done. <laughs> Joining us in position three, the third leg, the dick euphemism of the podcast. This week, I think MC is going to stand for, I think we're going back. I think it needs to be mitochondria. Again, because he is the powerhouse of this oh, podcast. No, no, no. Music critic. Oh, oh shit. Hey. Go. Look at that guy. Music critic Brooks right here. There we go. You know him, you love him, MC Brooks. <laughs> yes, sir. We've also got, sitting in position number four, I would say the, the heart and soul, the drum, maybe like the percussion of this band, since we're going to be talking music here on the, tonight's episode. His name is uh, James Durambo. I have approximate knowledge of many things. Well, all right. That's a good thing. Knowledge of things is important when we're talking on, about words and such on podcasts. What we're doing here. Normally, when it comes to GGR stuff, typically we don't do this. We don't do the hot takes because they're they're stupid and they're edgy. And like a lot of times people will just say them just to be shocking. But here's the thing is everybody has something that they don't like that everybody else really dislikes or vice versa. Everybody else really dislikes something. You really like it. My, the first thing that comes to mind is there's always one friend in a group that likes black jelly beans where nobody else likes them. Ugh. Oh, come on. Which it's one of us is it that likes the licorice flavored gummy uh, j- jelly beans? No, sir. No, I, I don't know about that. I, all right. Well, I guess it's me. 
I'll, I'll, I'll jump on. No, actually, I do. I've, I've, I used to hate him when I was a kid, but I like him now. I like the flavor of licorice now. So. I kind of I kind of get the feeling that you're like, I'm deciding that what I my previous statement was true. And to prove that, I'll take the black jelly bean bullet for everybody <laughs> and just decide that I like them now. So so what's funny, what's funny about that is like if you guys have ever had those Harry Potter jelly beans where it's like, hey, this black jelly bean could be licorice, but it could also be something else. It, it, it's actually one of the reasons why I like black licorice gummy bean uh, gummy beans <laughs> jelly gummy beans, now. beans gummy beans um so in this contest it's either black licorice or it's skunk flavored Oof. and I got the skunk one and it made me like immediately vomit like like oh. that it was like like oh. jackass it was like Steve-O from jackass it was just like immediate like dry heaving it was awful so after that, anytime I saw a black gummy, uh, gummy bean, I keep saying it. <laughs> Every time I saw a black jelly bean, I was like, oh, thank God, it's licorice. Like, I was just so happy that it was licorice and it wasn't skunk that, like, I'm I'm, I'm good for life now. I'm like, I'm excited to eat black jelly beans now. So you like one of those traumatic experiences that make you realize how precious life is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I love you, black jelly bean. I'm sorry I ever forsook you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But we're going to be talking about music, hot takes on music that we have. And this all started uh, because of a post by the aforementioned music critic Brooks here that he put in our GGR Facebook group, which, hey, if you're on Facebook and you're like, man, I like nerdy, geeky things. I like sharing my opinion. You should join. It's You can come in. We'll welcome you in if we approve of you. It really doesn't take much. It's like just know one of us or something and then you're good. But let's start with the guy who created this post in the first place. Do we do we want his spiciest or do we want to say the spiciest for later? Like, do we want to kind of like build up to this? I don't know. I, I actually think all of my takes are kind of lukewarm. All right, well, give us I don't, uh, lukewarm, it's, it's funny, unoffensive it's funny. takes I, then. Yeah, because I, I was reading the thread. I was like, did I comment? I don't remember even commenting <laughs> on the thread. <laughs> it's like, is there, there's 143 I, here, and I don't remember if I wrote anything. <laughs> I think you commented on everybody else's stuff is what you ended I, up doing. Well, I did have two that I did have two that were that were in there. Um, one uh, is a one is controversial. I will I will admit it's it's controversial. The other, uh, I don't think you all will find it controversial, but I feel like people who are fans of this group will find it controversial because yeah. Um, well, now I gotta know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah now exactly. I gotta, you're, yeah. you're teeing this up, man. Let's go. Why, what, well, which one do we want? Do we want the, the, the definite con- controversial or the one that will be controversial to a specific group of people? <laughs> specific I want, group. I want to call yeah. out yeah, anyone. Exactly. Whose feelings are you looking to hurt? Exactly. Oh, uh, Paramore fans, because they didn't make any good music for a decade. Ooh. That was my hot take. Ooh. Between 2008, the end of 2008, and 2017, literally everything they put out was awful. I will <laughs> die on that hill. And the reason it's controversial is because that, that eight-year gap is the gap that they gained all of the popularity that made them the band everyone knows now. Brand New Eyes, uh, the self-titled album, the stuff they did for Twilight. Like, I can throw all of that in the trash. I, I don't care for, for for any of it. And, like, I was I a was big fan of Paramore. Like, I almost met them at Warp Tour if I didn't have to, you know, take a bathroom break at that exact moment. That's a 
fun little side story. Um, but yeah, like I fell I fell in love with them because of their first album, All We Know Is Falling, and then Riot. Riot is kind of like the big one uh, that I think everyone knows because that was that was Misery Business, which was like you know arguably their biggest song ever. Uh, even though Haley hates it now, understandably so. Uh, but like after that, you know, they did the song for Twilight, and it was cool. Uh, but then after that, it was like Brand New Eyes came out, and like I hate to be the guy that's like, oh wow, these guys definitely sold out. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> but in listening to that album, I was like, yo, what the hell is this? Like, all of the like, for me, the most impressive thing about Brand New Eyes was was I didn't think you could create an entire album where all of your verses are great, but you have the worst choruses for every song. Like I, I that isn't that is impressive because generally it might be like you know there's one or two uh, you know I can live without whatever, but you made you know however many songs are on it and all of them are bad. Uh, You're like uh, this is obviously a choice. Like what were you doing here? <laughs> yeah, like what what happened here? Like it's like you all were like yeah we could, you know we could we could get creative, or we could just do like the most generic pop punk you know sing song rhythm here for a hook and go with that and then the self-titled one awful and then it just so happened that they decided to get good again they decided to get good again when they were like hey let's make an 80s inspired album and then they released hard time hard times is great and then the rest of that after laughter i mean the content is super depressing but when you put 80s themed music underneath it it's fucking great (laughs) fake happy is one of my favorite songs see like it's a great album. And I was like, wow, where the hell was this for the last eight years? <laughs> like, what, what was this? The, and, like, three of my favorite songs from them are on their self-titled album. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no. Hey, no that's why it's a hot take, man. Let's go. Hey, you apologize for nothing. The you way, you the apologize way, for nothing. Yeah, that's garbage. Thing where, <laughs> like, it could be a thing where I, I might go back one day. Because, like, when uh, My Chemical Romance released Danger Days, I was like, wow, this is awful. What the fuck is this? And then I re-listened to it, like, five years later, and I was like, oh, wow, I get it. This album's actually pretty good. I re-listened to Brand New Eyes, and I was like, okay, hey, it's, it, this is not as awful as I remember it being. So who knows? Maybe whenever I get I listen to the self-titled again, you know, maybe it'll be less horrible for me uh, <laughs> this time around. But, like... Ain't It Fun was cool, but that was like the only song I really cared about from that project. Ain't It Fun is one of them. Part two is the other and Last Hope. And, and like they're back to back on this on the album, too. It's six, seven, and eight. Um but no, that's fucking hysterical. The way you're just like, well, that fucking sucked. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I could really expand this if I if I really want to, I could expand this take and say no fueled by ramen emo band made good music after 2000. <laughs> I will throw in Panic at the Disco, Fallout Boy, Gym Class Heroes, The Academy is all of them awful. <laughs> Just picturing you in like a club full of like emo kids with like a grenade in your hand, like backing off, being like, "I'll do it. I'll kill all of us. Let's do this." <laughs> you think I'm scared? I'm. Let's do- <laughs> I've already died. (laughs) (laughs) You can't hurt me more than I've already been hurt. (laughs) Oh, man. Fucking Ryan Shanahan just commented Nickelback. Like, that's all he said. (laughs) (laughs) That's all he said. Just them. He didn't say good, bad. He just said exist. Their existence itself is offensive. (laughs) 
But what's oh. my hot take? A society that would allow this ban. <laughs> Ooh, fuck, that's is, a rough one. Matt thing? Irwin said Chester Bennington has a better voice now. Oh, oh, oh wow. That is it's a not even a take, but the Damn. wording. My God. Matt, uh, Matt is, Matt is a, a good friend uh, from high school. <laughs> However, Matt is like quite possibly the edgiest of edgy. Like he says... He has no filter whatsoever, and like, yeah, yeah, he that that's that's part of the reason why I like him so much because he just like I know the next thing out of his mouth is just going to be something horrible. And it's like it was the same way in high school too. And behold, all that I am lord of. <laughs> exactly, that's him. actually it's wow. funny, it's funny you say that because I have a Lincoln Park hot take, but I'll save that for later. <laughs> I, I yeah okay. I, I'll, like, I'll save. <laughs> some of these are some of these are really like <laughs> what was funny and and it's not even a hot take but my, my buddy Mark says I'm not a fan of the Foo Fighters and and Miranda um again Patreon uh subscriber which again we appreciate immediately followed up with a picture of uh, help us understand the problem why do you not why do you not want to see this comment and then she tags hate speech and like <laughs> <laughs> She said, I just giggled to myself when I read it about how Mike might react. And like, <laughs> honestly, like, it's one thing if somebody's like, oh, they're not my thing. Because that's what Mark said. He's like, hey, I just I can't get into them. I, I can appreciate that. When people are like, they fucking suck. I'm like, you suck. And your mother sucks. <laughs> like, that's that's the one that like that. And when people are like, when people are like, I never got Nirvana. Like, I'm like, and they're like our age. I'm like, what, when did you die? Like who who hurt you that you didn't understand what this music was about? Like the, like even even if you don't like it, if you were just like oh I didn't really you know like really like it that much, at least appreciate that this was like a whole like cultural paradigm shift from from like hair metal. Like they were they were trying to do something different, but like oh I just they're, they're fucking annoying. No you're you're annoying and you should probably just leave. Like we can't be friends. I don't care <laughs> what you bring to the table. If you don't like Nirvana, just get the fuck out of my face. My buddy Chris cannot stand Nirvana. Fuck now, Chris. like seriously. <laughs> <laughs> now there's there's two important things to know about Chris. One, he's a thousand years old. Okay. Um, there we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, two, he loves. 80s hair metal. Oh. And do oh, you yes. know what the death knell was for 80s hair metal? Nirvana single-handedly like Nothing. A... 80s hair metal still lives on. <laughs> <laughs> it's still great. Shut up. Have you ever heard of Steel Panther? I'm just saying. The the best part of uh, the Stop Me If I, uh, If You Heard This uh, that I did for Nirvana was when I got to talk about the feud between Kurt Cobain and Axl Rose and their interaction at the MTV Music Awards, where they just went back and forth with each other. Like it, it's like one of my favorite stories of all time because Axl Rose was like talking shit about Courtney Love, um, and Kurt, and saying like, "Oh, she's all drummed out, and the, their baby is gonna be all fucked up." And like at the Music Awards, uh, Courtney said to Axl Rose, "Hey, Axl, do you want to be um, our daughter's godfather?" And he said he like flipped out and like people were holding him back and he looks at Kurt Cobain and he like points his finger and he goes, you tell your bitch to shut up. And Kurt looks at her and he goes, shut up, bitch. (laughs) I can hear Kurt Cobain saying that. Right. And hear that. Oh, God. 
Okay, so <laughs> Kurt Cobain specifically had like he is the evidence that there is no reason in the world why anyone should ever know ever not know how to walk on the fucking escalator. There was an interview that the whole band did in like '93, right? And I think Dave and Chris had like dropped acid or taken some mushrooms or something, but they were high as fucking kites. Right. <laughs> and they're just kind of like playing with each other in the background while the interview is interviewer is talking to Kurt and Kurt is also high, but he's at least coherent enough to speak. And I can't remember what the actual question was, but something about escalators came up and, uh, uh, Somebody, some, something about like standing on the escalator, and he's like, "No, no, no, man, you walk on the right, and you stand on you stand, you stand, you walk, you stand on the right, you walk on the left." I was like, "Motherfucker!" If high ass Kurt Cobain in the in the early '90s knows this shit, there is no excuse for anyone to not be able to put this together. God. Damn it! Yeah, like it, when you're when you're riding the metro and you're like, and people are like standing on the left. You're like, Kurt Cobain, hello, yes, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. They used yeah. to do the best interviews, dude. There's one where like Dave Grohl's in a bathtub and like Kurt and Chris are just like sitting there like on the edge of the bathtub, just like talking, and like they're just doing this interview. And Dave's just like, you know, he's got like a like a wash rag and like a little ducky, and he's just like like not not like actively playing, but just like very like gently like, look, this is my ducky, squeak, squeak, squeak. Like it's so stupid. And weird but it's just like it's that was nirvana like it was that's that's why it always blows my mind when people are like i just don't like them well fuck you like th they were a, a completely different thing in a time when we needed something different so yeah i want to hear because steve was like oh i got this great hot take i want to hear it steve what's your hot take man uh well now i don't know but we'll see um so, I don't like Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think the Foo Fighters suck. No, uh, the, <laughs> um, it's probably indicative of why I like the music that I do more than anything. My hot take is that the lyrical content of a song is the least important thing about it. It oh. literally doesn't matter to me at all what words you're saying. What matters to me is the music. And I'm not saying the vocals but the actual words that they're saying barely matters at all. Doesn't matter. The sound of it, the tone of it, the the catchiness of it, the words are just a means to an end for me. And the actual melody, harmony, the vocals, the technicality of the music is what makes or breaks a song. I don't give a crap about lyrics really at all. I mean, if, if Kurt Cobain were still with us, I feel like he would say, I'm Kurt Cobain and I approve this message. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, the artist in me wants to be like, no, man, like the poetry matters. But I know for a fact that I will listen to a good sounding song with shitty lyrics before I will listen to a well-written song that sounds like shit. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred times out of a hundred. Um, yeah. I'm looking at you, Bob Dylan. <laughs> oh, we'll oh we'll get yeah. to Bob. Oh, oh yeah. we'll get to Bob. Trust me. <laughs> but yeah, I'm thinking like that. That's why I said like I think everyone will either 100% agree or disagree because you know there's the people out there that like 
you know, the lyrics, I mean, they'll, they'll tattoo them on their arm or whatever. Like the lyric is the only thing that matters. And the music is just a delivery vice, device for the words. Mm. And I could not be the more opposite of that. I'm just like, I don't give a crap at all what you're saying. Here's my evidence to to point to your 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 fact there is uh, the song Hallelujah, which was written by Leonard Cohen. The original Leonard Cohen version of that song makes me wish I was dead. Like, I just <laughs> I want to smash my head against the table. I, I don't like it. Like, it's just not I, it's not enjoyable. But then it, get, it got covered by Jeff Buckley. And fucking Jeff Buckley's version of that song is killer. The lyrics are exactly the same. So what's the problem? Oh, it's Leonard fucking Cohen. So like it's it's I I completely agree with you. It's one of those things where I think the 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 musicality of it has to be there first, and then when you listen to the lyrics, sometimes you'll be like, oh shit, like it has to be both of them together for the lyrics to really hit. But it's hard to get good lyrics from shitty music. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah. The way. Oh, go ahead, MC. Oh, no, you're right. You go ahead. I, I was just going to say, like, to me, it's like, I, I'm not saying that good lyrics don't add something. And it's kind of like, you can make a good pizza without toppings. You can't live only on toppings, though. Like, if the pizza underneath is garbage, then it, all the pepperoni in the world isn't going to make a difference to me. I'm not going to eat it. Uh, so it just kind of, you need that foundation first. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. And, yeah. And see what, what's your take on this, bud? No, uh, so as the musician on <laughs> here, uh, I, I, I'm half and half. Like, the, on, on some level, I agree because there's a boatload of me. I mean, I love EDM music. I could care less what the hell they're saying. A lot of times when you're listening to EDM music, like, it does, like the actual words don't actually matter because you're listening for the, the vibe, for the the energy of of the song itself um and, and that that can apply to literally anything like i have a whole playlist um i have a whole playlist that i um because it, uh, well pre-covid when i play flag football i have a whole like pre-game playlist that i play not because i care about what's actually being said but the energy of of the music and i, I have a bunch of different types of music on that playlist like the energy is what gets me hype. I like what's actually being said doesn't really matter that much because the energy of the of the music itself is is what I'm listening to in that moment because I want to get energized and, and ready to play. Um, so like on on that side, like yes. The flip side of it is like, you know, I'm a lyricist. Like, <laughs> like I don't. Like, you know, I, I'd, I'd be like, I, I would be hurt on some level, if, you know, someone were listening to my stuff and were like, yeah, I don't really care what that guy is saying, you know, just, you know, just care about something else. Like, uh, like one of the things I used to get really offended by is when I would play a song for someone and someone would tell me that, you know, hey, I like the beat to it. Which is, you know, people as a listener, like it's, it's an innocent response. Like people don't think you know about that side they're like oh you know i like the beat to it that's cool but like if you're the person who added the vocals but you didn't produce the song at all it's like well damn you basically saying my vocals don't matter here because i didn't produce the music for it and that's really the thing that stood out to you so and, and that can kind of suck um so like i get both sides of it and like to an to to an extent i will agree because i 
you know, there's, like I said, a lot of music that I, I listen to not because of, you know, there are stellar uh, lyrics or, or, or like well-written lyrics to it or anything. It's everything else that goes along with it uh, that really kind of uh, makes it enjoyable for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, 100%, 100% with you. And like, I could totally see that. As somebody who is a writer, like if somebody reads one of my articles and I'm like, hey, I'm sharing this with you because I want to know what you think. And they're like, yeah, it was good. I'm like, what did the you pi- like The pictures I, I and like- captions were great. Yeah, I like the Fuck, meme man, in there. <laughs> Tell me something I wrote that you enjoyed, you piece of shit. Like, <laughs> it's... Yeah, and that, that makes a lot of sense too. Like you said, you know, you're a lyricist too. So yeah, I mean, I, I totally get it. But like, I've I've definitely had songs that like I've heard the lyrics, or like maybe couldn't understand the lyrics really that well, and then you read them, and you're just like, whoa, that's some deep shit. And like, or you finally like the other thing too is I, I think a lot of it has to do with timing. Is sometimes you'll you'll hear a song and like the lyrics just catch you at a time when you kind of needed to hear something like that and that that's one of the things i love about music is like music's almost like spiritual in a way where sometimes it's like the music is speaking to you about something that you just you needed to hear at the time so like i always think back there's a foo fighter song shocker right a foo fighter song um it's called i'm a river from um their Sonic Highways album that they did and it's like right when we first started GGR and I'm writing in, like the review and I'm listening to the song and like it's talking about how like the thing that you love like might be covered by all this other shit that's going on but it's it's still running and it's still connected and it's still something that burns inside of you and I was like damn even though we're not getting like a huge massive response of readers and listeners or anything like that like this is our thing and like we're getting a few responses and that's enough because this is the thing that me- is important to you. So it's, yeah, I love how music yeah. does that. And, and you know what? I have a, I have a good example. Um, like one, actually I remember one of the things I put on there is like, I enjoy Lacuna Coil's version of enjoy the silence much more than Depeche Mode's. And it's not that it's not that I think that Depeche Mode's version is bad. I don't think it's bad at all, but the, the, the live band aspect and like the, the, like the, that that sells the song to me a lot more than the best uh, wow Depeche Mode's um, uh, version of the song. Like the Lacuna Coil's version for me provides a better framework for the lyrics that are being sung. That make that like it it hits it hits me a lot differently than when I listen to the original. Yeah, I mean I can see that. Like Depeche Mode's, I mean it's it's eighties. It, it's not as like. There's something about the 80s that like a lot of people don't like that it's kind of glossy and kind of like there, there's not a lot of passion behind a lot of like the pop music from the 80s and that lacuna coil version of enjoy the silence has a lot more punch to it so i can totally see that rambo what about you man give us a musical hot take here ah fuck um i don't know man uh <laughs> i <laughs> i don't spend that much time thinking about music Music is um, great. <laughs> I think that, that that might be it then. Like for me, music is mostly background. Um, I'm if it sounds good, I like it. it which is like the most basic uh, admonition you can have for anything you appreciate. But I don't. To to piggyback on what Steve was saying, I think 
And and what MC was saying, I think that good lyrics can elevate a song, but for me, bad lyrics don't sink a song. Um, like I only, I say recently, like in the last two years, I always loved um, Freedom Ninety Nine by George Michael, and it only clicked like two or three years ago that the song's about him coming out. And when that happened, when I realized that, I was like, oh, shit. And I had this much deeper appreciation for it. And I started really, like, really listening to it, really analyzing it. So I can listen to a song, you know, a hundred times without really hearing it. Um, it's that uh, that conversation between uh, uh, Wesley Snipes and, and Woody Harrelson. It's like, you know, uh, you're listening to Jimmy, but you don't hear Jimmy. Um, it's from uh, White Man Can't Jump. Um... But, uh, I don't know. How long can I stretch out this boring? You're good, dude. <laughs> Not talk don't about it. That's, that's good enough because, uh, like, it, it, that kind of ties with what MC was saying, too. Like, you want to talk about, like, a hot take? Because ultimately, hot takes are something that you know is automatically going to elicit an emotion, emotional response from somebody, right? MC writes this song, has these awesome lyrics that he puts a lot of heart and soul into, and, and you play for me. He's like, yeah, man, that's cool okay <laughs> can you give me a little bit more yeah it, it, it was fun like it's I, I see what you're saying that honestly that is that is a much hotter take than you think it is saying that it's it's not as because a lot of as you can see by the 143 comments here people take their music seriously yeah, <laughs> yeah but, so like it's it's still a pretty hot take man i wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't uh i wouldn't beat yourself up too much about it yeah but because i would also say like that's that's totally that's totally okay because I mean, a lot of us are like that about other things that are that are not music. Yeah. Like there are people who are like, eh, it's TV is just something I just kind of have on when I'm trying to go to bed. It's background noise when I'm doing something, you know. So like, and for some people they might be offended, like, oh, you're missing out on all these great shows and and whatnot. But for them, it's just you know, it's just background noise, and like that's totally cool. Like everyone experiences you know uh, this this stuff differently and. You know, like that's that's all it really needs to be. Like it doesn't need to be the same kind of huge impactful part of you that it you know, for, for everyone else. Yeah, I mean it's it's <clears throat> for me it's like there are definitely I'm I'm it's funny, I'm definitely very susceptible to um music's evocative nature in terms of like it can put me in a certain mood. It can make me feel a certain feeling. Um, but for the most part, my ADHD brain just needs some kind of noise. And I would prefer that the noise I hear be pleasant. Um, and, and so it, it doesn't really go much further than that. Um, I'm also a really visual guy. So I am much more likely to like a song if I enjoy the video. Um, because my brain now has something to tie it back to. Oh man, Eddie Vedder would hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you shouldn't like force people to have like an image of your music, you know, like yeah, they should, a motherfucker like, that makes one of the best and most evocative videos of the 1990s. Right? Exactly. Like <laughs> you should just you should just like lay on your beanbag chair and like have headphones and just like, like that let shit, your imagination nope, run. No, nope, could not do it. <laughs> Mm-mm. 
the idea of sitting down like I can think of definitely one maybe two albums I can listen to front to back without skipping over anything yeah um and and so like I I you know the the artist in me is like you know absolutely I understand like when 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 Tom York was like I will never put my music up on iTunes because the idea that you can just buy individual songs is bullshit I don't make individual songs I make albums so suck my dick um and then eventually like you know they did because money um <laughs> His record company was like Tom. They're like, guess what, motherfucker. <laughs> um, so I, I absolutely understand that, um, but yeah, it just, it just doesn't. It's weird, man. It's, it's not that it's, it's not affecting to me, but it just doesn't affect me in the way that a lot of folks that it affects a lot of folks. I think it's also why I'm not a big hip hop head, because so much of that music is the lyrics and I can appreciate it from a distance in terms of like if somebody like if I hear a particular rhyme that I that I really enjoy like that's fucking cool and I, and I really appreciate the thought and the, the, the time the cleverness that went into putting that together but it just doesn't speak to me in the way that it does a lot of a lot of the folks yeah. Um, so yeah I don't know. I'm I'm saying a lot, but saying a lot, saying not a little. Um, yeah, my my hot take is lukewarm, and it's like music is good sometimes, except when it's bad, and I only like the good things. <laughs> All right, I'll throw I'll throw mine out there now. Um, yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. Bob Dylan, fuck him. Over overrated. <laughs> Super overrated. I can't believe that's even a hot take. Like, I agree with that so hard. Yeah. To me, it's even surprising that's considered a hot take. There, okay. Yeah, so, it's not we, a hot take here. Okay. I we, would we, rather listen to Jacob Dylan than Bob Dylan. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> because you know what's funny is you know who influenced Jacob Dylan more uh, than his father, Tom Petty? That you know makes who's, a lot of sense. You know who's fucking wonderful, and if everybody besmirches his name, I will smash their face. It is Tom Petty. You leave him alone. He is a goddamn baby angel. Um, the problem with the, pro- the problem with Bob Dylan is we just talked about it. He's all lyrical. Like, so again, you know, in the '60s when you're doped out of your mind and like you know, free love and shit. And you're listening to lyrics. That's great. But like, I need to be able to like get into the song and like, he yeah. does not have, he doesn't have a great voice. His music is kind of okay. But not only that too, he's a fucking ripoff artist, man. You want to hear like a good Bob Dylan song? Listen to the guy he stole all the music from Arlo Guthrie or his brother, Woody Guthrie, because that's <laughs> where he stole his sound from. Like, is Bob Dylan legendary? Yes, because he brought a whole bunch of people into music. Steve, I think you've made this comparison with the Beatles. Like, you don't particularly like the Beatles yourself, but you appreciate them because of what they did for music. I would that, say this Yeah, that might for, be a baby hot take in and of itself, but yeah. yeah, yes, that is accurate to my position. Oh, yeah. I would say the same thing with Bob Dylan. I, I, I personally, uh, you're not going to see me, like, worshiping at his idol like so many people do. But, like, I can at least appreciate how many people he influenced because I just talked about Tom Petty. Tom Petty fucking idolized this dude. And when Petty created uh, – it was him, it was George Harrison, it was Jeff Lynne, and it was Roy Orbison who created uh, the Traveling Wilburys. Bob Dylan was the fifth member. And they all were just, like, hanging out at Bob Dylan's garage and shit. 
Like, dude, just that, like that group of musicians together playing in a band, that's pretty fucking dope, dude. And like, still just, it's, yeah, the, the people who were just like, oh, he's, he's amazing. Like, is there, maybe, have you seen a doctor lately? Because maybe there's something wrong with your ears. Because like, I don't know how that resonance is, is sounding good to your ear. Because it, it makes me, it, it's like, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Like, I just, I can't get into Dylan. That's that's a fair take, man. Like, I, I agree. In this bubble, it might not be the hottest of takes, but I think if you uh, pulled the average person, it's yeah. probably on the hotter side than not. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have... This is more of a general uh, uh, pop culture take on things, but it's... Many opinions are not people's actual opinions. They're what they've been trained to believe. They're recited, yeah. We're yeah. supposed to believe that Bob Dylan is an amazing musician. And hey, I'm sure his lyrics are fantastic. I don't want to fucking hear him out of his mouth. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, I think that's what Steve's sort of getting at is, is you know, it's not really about... A lot of people would react strongly, regardless of how they actually feel. Like, you know, the, the, the people that would be so quick to be like, what the fuck, you don't like Dylan? Like, okay, great. Show me your Bob Dylan playlist. <laughs> Let's see it. It better be a thousand songs and it better be have, you know, played 500 times in the last year. Um, yeah. And honestly, that's the same thing with the Beatles, dude. To, oh, to, yeah. per, to, be, yeah. to break it down is like, I can't believe you don't like the Beatles. Cool. Name like a song of theirs. And it, it's, it makes me feel like we're gatekeeping a little bit. But like, so many people are so quick to defend anything and not actually have any real like you guys have all seen zoolander right yeah you know the part where um hansel is talking about um how he i can't was it david bowie that he was talking about as far as music and he was like he's like oh i really i really love david bowie i've actually like never listened to any of his music but i just like respect that he does it (laughs) (laughs) like that that's how i feel that's how I feel a lot of people are about the Beatles, man. As but like, I kind of want to push back a little bit on what you said. I don't think it's gatekeeping because what we're saying is if you want to be a fan of a thing, great. Be a fan of it. Don't be a fan of it because you're supposed to be a fan of it. Like right. like the things you legitimately like. Yeah. Don't put on a facade of I love this stuff, right? Because everyone loves it. Like like what you like. And and I think that's kind of what Rambo's saying is like – Hey, if you're going to be a Bob Dylan fan, cool, but be a Bob Dylan fan and, you know, listen to his music a whole bunch and, and get into it. Cool. That's great. Um, not that I want to put words in Rambo's mouth, but that's kind of the, the way I, I took it. Um, and, and I don't think that's gatekeeping. I'm just saying, like, let your own geek flag fly for what you actually like. Yeah. I Formula, think, formulate your own opinions. I think with regard to gatekeeping in this particular instance – the gate is on a fucking uh, 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 saloon hinge and that if you want to come to me and give me shit for not liking something, then you better be a big fucking fan of it. <laughs> right. Um, because that's the thing. I would not I wouldn't I wouldn't go up to somebody who is wearing a Dylan T-shirt and be like, like I have I have a, a, a Johnny Cash Sunshine Records shirt. But I got a target. It was thirteen dollars. It's very comfortable. I like Johnny Cash well enough. I can't. I never bought an album. I've never bought a single. 
Uh, I occasionally will hear his voice I'm like, hey, Johnny Cash. But I saw the shirt and I liked the shirt, so I bought it. Um, I would never go up to somebody who was wearing a Dylan shirt and be like, really? Name 10 albums. <laughs> but if you're going to like hit me with some Johnny Cash shit because I'm wearing my shirt, and you're like, well, I'm not really a fan. Oh, then why the fuck are we talking? <laughs> why why did you interrupt my day with this bullshit? Actually, I did the reverse one time. There was a guy that at work who was wearing um fuck that guy. It, he was <laughs> he was wearing How dare a, he have a job. Screw him. He, he was wearing a shirt and it said in bloom and it had the artwork from the um the single that Nirvana released for In Bloom. And I was like, oh, dude, that's an awesome shirt, man. Like, that was, I remember the first time I heard that song, you know, like, it's like one of my favorite Nirvana songs. And he goes, it's a Nirvana song? And, like, I wanted to be offended, but the guy's, like, 19. And he was just like, I just got it because it's a cool-looking shirt. And I was like, all right, fair. And, like, just kind of, like, walked away sad. I wasn't, like, mad. I was just like, man, we could have talked about stuff, but... (laughs) That's where, like, that's where the GGR spirit comes in, though, because, I mean, then you look at it and go, hey, that's an opportunity to make a new Nirvana fan. Like, here's here's an entryway, and that's really what it should be. And, like, yeah, there's the gatekeeping where there's the fans, and they're saying, hold the line, we're not going to let anyone in who doesn't have the cred. And then, kind of what, what Rambo's laying out of almost, like, fan shaming? I don't know what to call it, but it's, like, people actively coming at you you know and and, and, uh, saying you know you should be a fan and you're not what's wrong with you Uh, and we're like right down the middle somewhere where it's like if you're a fan already great let's get real detailed about it and if you're not a fan hey here's the 101 come be come join it's a good time over here water's fine jump on in like what you like but allow me to like what i like I'm not going to I'm going to do my best not to give you shit about what you appreciate but you need to be able to return that favor. Um and if you're not, well, I have some words for you. Um Yeah, I'm like I, the last time I can remember doing that that dumb shit out loud was at the sh- was at the comic book store and a person I was like a mild acquaintance with had uh, a stack of Batman books that I and I saw half of them and like half of them I was like those are terrible, at least in my head. And I was like, oh, why are you buying those? And she, because I'm that kind of asshole, at least I was, was like, because I like them. And I instantly was like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> oh it's still there. Yes, like what you like, buy the thing you enjoy. Fuck, I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, like check yourself about that bullshit. It's dumb and it doesn't serve a purpose. Uh, beyond you just being a dick. Um, but yeah, the pop culture opinion thing, that is so old. It's so tired. Um, it's, the, it's, it's up there with Superman and Aquaman and, and you know, the, the, you know, Batman can beat anybody with prep time. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's not an opinion people have to think about. Um, they're, they're these golden calves that pop culture has created. And so... Um, you know, there's these, the, it's these concepts that are just sort of set in, seemingly set in stone and you can just kind of like back, you know, pull it from your back pocket anytime something comes up and you're like, oh, I, I know a thing. I got that reference. Like, it's cool. If you don't, that's all right. Like, no one can expect you to have watched all the movies, listened to all the music, seen all the TV shows. Like, it's not reasonable. It's just not. Um, 
so yeah, we got to be a little, little easier on folks in general. Um, except for those assholes. Fuck those people. <laughs> I'm curious now, because we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap up the musical side of this, unless anybody else has another hot take that they're just itching to tell us. Um, MC, what's your Linkin Park one? Oh, okay. Um, okay. Linkin Park. One of my favorite bands ever. Uh, they were my first concert, Project Revolution 04. With uh, them, Corn, Snoop Dogg, The Used, and Less Than Jake, awesome concert. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park became better musicians after Hybrid Theory and Meteora. That's my hot take. I, don't I love think that's a hot take. I'm with you. I love I love both of those albums, and I, I at, at no point will I say that anything they made after is better than those two albums. But they've made music. I, I think as musicians, they became way more interesting to listen to from minutes to midnight on. Because uh, I love Hybrid Theory and I love Meteor. They were very basic and very formulaic. And I'm not saying that to like, like insult them, but like every like all of their songs pretty much had the same structure. It was either Chester singing the entire thing. Or Mike is doing two rap verses and Chester sings the hooks in the third verse. <laughs> like that was the basic formula. There were no guitar solos, no instrument solos, nothing, nothing interesting. Like nothing interesting about it. Then minutes to midnight, you know, they kind of go a bit more kind of soft rock um, with the with the sound, and they they start doing a bit more experimenting. And I know people didn't really like that album or the the one after. It. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but then uh, they had uh, the hunting party, and the oh god, was the one right before it. Um, There's another one where they where they had kind of like this perfect marriage between, hey, did you like Hybrid Theory and Meteora? Cool, we do a little bit of that. Hey, do you like kind of the more experimental, soft rock stuff we did? Hey, we, we got a little bit of that, and we're gonna take it and mesh it together, and you know, make it heavy and do solos and and all this other stuff and like I, I kind of enjoyed i kind of enjoyed watching them mature as musicians just you know like them being loud and angry on hybrid theory and meteora was great and understandable when you're like 19 years old <laughs> like you're full of rage of course but I, I i found their later stuff to be just a bit more interesting to me because it seemed like there was a bit more uh, musicality, a bit more thought that went into uh, the song structure process, the song creation process, and like even though a lot, of, a lot of people hated uh, One More Light because it was, you know, like a complete departure from everything. They went you know, all in on like the electro pop. I actually really liked it, and I think Chester wrote some of his most like thoughtful and, and heartfelt lyrics for for that album. And it made me sad that. The fan, the fan reaction to it was so negative, to the point where you know Chester had a bunch of tweets uh, that he put out, you know, kind of, you know, a- angry that that fans are talking so much trash about you know this project that they put so much energy into, and so uh, I mean, a lot of people. The reason I said it was a high take is because a, a lot of people kind of stopped listening to Lincoln Park after Meteora, and. You know, like I, I just kind of thought that kind of sucked because I, you know, I thought they made 
just from a musical perspective, not I'm not talking about the, the, the actual songwriting or the lyrics, but just from a musical perspective, I think they became way better at their craft, like as they aged. Dude, and one of their hardest songs of all time came off of Minutes to Midnight, and that's Given Up. Like, oh yeah, they they did. I mean, Meteora and um, Hybrid Theory were were good. I personally, my favorite of those like early albums was the uh, Reanimation. But oh, yeah. um, like, dude, like Given Up. Like, I think at one point Chester screams in that song like nonstop for like thirty seconds. He just it, keeps... I timed it. It's like it's like almost forty-five seconds of holding that scream. It's insane, it's crazy, dude. Yeah, like that bleed is it. that is yeah, bleed it out. Yeah, bleed yeah. it out is one of their best songs. Yeah, and I, it's on this. That song is amazing. I, yeah. I love that song. Fucking Rick yeah. Rubin, man. And, and, and that song shit. is even is even like a testament to, hey, they can still do like the rap rock stuff, but do it in a in a way that's very different than what they did with Hybrid Theory and Meteor and still make it really damn good. Yeah. I have thought of two potential hot takes. Okay. Okay. Let's go. One, um, I find that most covers tend to be better than the originals. <laughs> That's a good one. I agree with that. I will, I will agree because that was my under pressure take. So, it, for, some, for some reason, I think it's because... Um, it, did y'all ever read The Princess Bride? Like you, I'm sure we've all seen it. But have you ever read the book? No, actually, I never I read it. No. Highly recommended. Um, William Goldman wrote both the the script and the novel. Uh, he 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 basically novelized his his script kind of after the fact. Um, so it's like a weird hybrid thing. So the book is it ends up being like a director's cut of the movie. But he wrote in this whole story. Um, like a, like a, a, a as a framing device for um, so the, re- the the reason that Peter Falk's character is in the movie the reason the whole thing with Fred Savage and Peter Falk is there is because the book is done as uh, um, uh, Goldman has a kid and he you know his kid is is of a certain age and he wants to get him this book that his dad used to read him and all this and so it becomes this whole framing device for like how the story works and how he finally got a copy of the book. And he learned that uh, S. Morgan Stern, who wrote it, um, like in the story itself, uh, was actually writing this political satire. And so there's like hundreds and hundreds of pages of the story that he'd never read before because it's all boring political bullshit. And his father would skip over it when he was reading it to him. And he would only read him the good parts version. And I think that is sort of what you kind of end up getting with a lot of covers, particularly people who really love the song. You get not just the song, but you get like their concentrated joy for it. Yeah. Like they kind of distill their appreciation for it into, um, into their cover. Like, I I think this is pretty, uh, pretty hot itself. Um, I prefer the Foo Fighters version of Darling Nikki to the original. Such a good cover. I I I, 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 I prefer the Foo Fighters version of uh, uh, Baker Street to the original. <laughs> um, I literally have a whole playlist on Spotify just of cover songs. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Same here. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, it's a GGR yeah. thing. That's right. I forgot the MC yeah. Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that, and the other one is um, I almost universally cannot stand acoustic versions of electric songs. 
they just uh, uh, it just it's just nails on the chalkboard. It grates against my brain. I don't know why. Wow. <laughs> I, it just particularly I, and these two things are, are tied together because for the most part, if you search for covers for songs, you're going to find acoustic versions. And I'm like, I don't want to hear your fucking like white girl acoustic version of Boys in the Hood. God damn it. Like, oh, OK. Yeah, because <laughs> I was going to I was going to say. I agree if we're talking about Taylor Swift covering Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like, yeah, no, like nobody <laughs> needs to hear that. Oh, it's, yeah. like, you know, what about if it's the band playing their own songs, like an MTV Unplugged yeah, but, kind of situation? Because yeah, I, I was going to say, like, a big reason I got into Coheed and Cambria was that I heard the acoustic version of Welcome Home. And that roped me in. Like, I love the, I love the original, but the acoustic just has this, like, there's, it, it has a, such a different feel to it while still keeping the kind of like epic element to it that that makes it enjoyable and like something like that I really enjoy. Yeah, I will give it a listen. I will say that for the most part if there is uh, uh an analog version or a digital version, I want the digital version. I want the electric version of it. Um the MTV uh, unplugged Nirvana album is like That's it's very good. Yeah. Hell, the fucking the the fucking MTV unplugged uh, LL Cool J is very good. Yeah. Like, I think that there's for me, it's mostly like if it's one person and an acoustic guitar. No, thank you. I'm good. I'm set. <laughs> like, I, I hope that you're able to get laid at a party on your own. <laughs> all that you need, but I don't. God, we get it. I, you hate Dashboard Confessional. Let's move on. I, 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 I really do. like Dashboard Confessional. I, 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 I do too. You want to talk about a guilty pleasure, man? I fucking I, love Dashboard uh, Confessional. 15 year hatred I have of that band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, because I was trying to figure out how to phrase it because I don't mind an acoustic guitar. And an acoustic guitar in a song is fine. But it's when it's just like, let's just pare it down, folks. Yeah, let's, let's really get to the heart of the matter. Fuck off. God, I'm sure people will fuck you. I just, I, I, you don't need to be pitching me right now. I'm not going to blow you. Stop it. <laughs> it sounds like an attack on the entire Punk Goes Acoustic album. For the most part, yes. <laughs> my, my question my question is, is before before your, your current significant other Rambo, what dude in a guitar, and I'm picturing a man bun too, stole your woman from you? That you no, feel this way. It hasn't happened. I playing acoustic I Bob have Dylan. Some good friends. <laughs> acoustic Bob Dylan. <laughs> I have some good friends who I love very dearly uh, from school, who had a tendency to fall back on the acoustic guitar, and there were like two or three songs that they would play all the fucking time, it's and it was clearly good. like it's a good crutch, man. It really. I is. hey, I get it. I understand it, and I. From a As distance, a musician, I, I don't fault. It works. <laughs> <laughs> I do not you. Underwall is extremely easy to learn. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yes. Like I said, from a distance, have at it. I don't want to hear your your fucking uh, uh, <laughs> your hey, dick girl. bitch. Like hey, I don't. Hey. I don't. Hey, girl, I wrote this song for you. Every rose has its thorn. <laughs> It's also like, and like, actually, that's a great example. It also ends up being oftentimes an, uh, a, an attempt for 
a not deep musician to try and get deep. And I was like, okay, good job. Like, I just want to know why MTV never did Limp Biscuit unplugged. Oh my god, I'd oh pay gosh. actual money for that. Yeah, they didn't have the bandwidth to handle the fan reaction. The, the <laughs> millions of people to watch that channel. Can I mean, you just imagine? Fucking Fred Durst, like, stripped down, sitting on a stool with a guitar. Oh, gosh. Like, keep rolling, 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 rolling. What? <laughs> well, now I need to see if they've ever done any acoustic performances. Oh, shit. I I'm know y'all be loving Limp Biscuit right here. Oh, <laughs> Like, I just would love for them to play an acoustic version of the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack song that they had, like... Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just trying to think of other other bands that would not do well acoustic. Like I feel like Motorhead would not have worked acoustic. Like no, I, I don't think no. Lemmy would want to do that. I don't think he would have been like, yeah, let's let's put on an easy listening album. Like no. See, for my world, I would love the idea of like power metal going acoustic, like Dragon Force or something like that. And you just hear plunk 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 like on the on the <laughs> like the strings just don't work right when you're playing that kind of music on an acoustic steve do you have any other hot takes when it comes to music uh the only other one i really thought of and i i don't honestly know how hot of a take it is but there's this general and, and i think it actually it probably goes a little bit back to what rambo was saying of just a general pop culture understanding you're supposed to believe this thing but you know it's like always like a band's later albums suck and i'm like I think the hot take there is, no, you are different, and you they're just as good as they used to be. You're just not in the same place. They were great in high school. They're not great now because you're 15 years older. They're making the same music. You're just different. Yeah, I think that's a good – yeah, because there, there are – yeah, I think, that's, I think that's fair. Like I – can't really think of any good examples because everything the Foo Fighters has done has been amazing. Like they don't do <laughs> they don't do bad album. Honestly, like their most recent album, uh, Concrete and Gold, was just it was okay. Um, MC just sent me a YouTube video of a um, Montreal acoustic Limp Biscuit tribute band called Pimp Biscuit. Oh my god! <laughs> and they're playing My Way or the Highway right now. Oh my goodness! But yeah, like the the summation of that is like some bands are good early and suck late. Some are really terrible early and get better and some are good all the time and some suck all the time objectively we don't look at bands though you know there's always a subjective twinge to them and they're always the best when you start listening to them yeah. right when well, yeah. you find them and and i don't think that objectively bands always get worse but that's the perceived notion yeah because I, I, I would say that about, like, my my take on Fall Out Boy has always been they're a band that will release a good album, but then their next album will never be as good as the one before it. Oh. And, <laughs> and, then, and then eventually it'll all come to a head and everything they put out will just be bad. And in my opinion, that turned out to be true. <laughs> I loved everything they did up until... Uh, what's I can't even think the 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 album they had with the French name in like 2008, like Folia Do or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, that that one. I was like, oh, okay, I this is trending down. It. And then they they went on that weird hiatus, and then they came back in 2010 with the Phoenix and my songs know what you did in the dark. 
And those are probably the only two good songs on that entire album. And everything so, else was awful. And then they started they started doing some weird stuff where they were like, Oh yeah, we're just gonna, you know, get all these rappers, you know, to, to perform to do songs with us and you know, we're gonna completely switch up and, and change and you know we're not even gonna try anymore. Cause like it got to a point where they're songwriting. Like if I could ignore the lyrics, I probably would have been able to like be okay. But their songwriting literally sounded like, damn, what do emo kids like now? That's right. Just skulking around a hot topic. Right? <laughs> Trench coats, mustaches on. The emos like now. By the way, great great band name, Trenchcoat and Mustaches. <laughs> Add that to the list. Going to the list. I What I want is, I want to flip this and we'll, we'll, we'll go into movies here. But give me, like, not a hot take, but, like, a MCU inspired me on this one at one point when you very bravely stood up in front of the world, in front of God and and everyone, and said, I'm tired of all this slander against Maroon 5. Uh, Songs about Jane is a goddamn perfect album. And, like, people were dragging you. And, like, I remember standing up beside you. I was like, no, this man is correct. How dare you? Because that is a fucking wonderful album. Like... I want to hear some of the some of the albums or, or groups that you guys really like that other people normally like trash. Like Rambo, I already kind of know where you're gonna go with this because you've made it very clear how much you love like any female pop song. Oh like, fuck yeah, yeah. So, um, but Steve, let me start with you, man. Like, what's one that a lot of people will kind of like rip on, but you're just like, nope, it's fucking wonderful and I love it. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I don't know if people necessarily rip on it, but it's a band that, like, you and I have talked about, Mike. Lifehouse? Oh, fucking Lifehouse, yes. That is <laughs> not the kind of band that a dude like me is supposed to like, but I love that band so much. Yeah, I do. Like, Sandy makes fun of me so hard, because she'll come in, like, while I'm at work, and I have my playlist going. She's like, are you fucking listening to Lifehouse again? And I was like, don't judge me. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Hanging like by a moment Mike, might be one of the most perfect songs ever written. Like, oh my god, me and me and Mike had this like tween girl moment when we both realized <laughs> that we both loved Lifehouse so much and we we would commiserate with each other. We were like, it's our secret passion. <laughs> we love this band. <laughs> like the first the first password to get into GGR with the website was Lifehouse. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> The derision I just heard from Rambo was so fucking worth the joke. Oh it's not God. even. I think it's not even like the band. It's the fact that you were both like waiting on your fucking Lifehouse fan mailers, <laughs> like made it your goddamn password. I'm I'm not even serious. Like I'm joking. It was just. Like, I. It was. You're like, I'm going to go on the website right now and try it. And if it works, then you know you're a liar. I was like, but are you? But are you really? 100% see both of you doing it. So take that for what it's worth. It's like if there's ever like an evil doppelganger of Steve and like they're fighting each other on top of like a, a building, you know, and he's got his gun, like the doppelganger Steve has the gun to his head. And he's like, you got to choose, Mike. You got to shoot one of us. Which one's the real one? I'm like, what's our favorite band, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then we'll know which one is the robot doppelganger Steve. Uh, I got to try to make the case like I was like for password security, no one would ever guess that that would be our password. That's how I <laughs> sold it to Mike. Uh, that's the story I'm sticking with. 
Yeah, it's a good story, man. I... When it comes to pretty much anything, like, there, there are some bands that just, you, you will get, like, wow, I can't believe you listen to them, I can't believe you like that. I am a big fan of easy listening, just in general. In fact, MC Brooks, I credit you for helping me with this. At one point, I, I think I said on social media, I was like, hey, I need to create a chill playlist because I just want something that I can listen to and just relax. And like, again, this might hurt Rambo's feelings because a lot of it is one man, one guitar kind of shit. Boo. Uh, <laughs> but like Jack Johnson, for instance, fucking love Jack Johnson because it's just like you hear this dude, he sings songs about like Hawaii and like living on the beach. And you're just like, all right, yeah, I can I can deal with that. I, I, I can't I can't fault that at all. Like bands like OAR, for instance, they're which is they're a local local band too, but kind of like got pseudo famous and, and sort of kind of big. Um, I love listening to them. Like I, I, have a, I have a pretty extensive collection of easy listening when it comes to when it comes down to it. MC, what about you, man? Uh, man, I'm I'm trying to think because I'm uh, I don't know. MC's I'm, like I'm, I'm too I, cool. All my stuff's awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Like I'm seriously trying to think, like who do I like that that no one else that no one else likes, or that like um, if you shit for if they're like wow you listen to shit for I mean yeah uh I, I, get, I mean I guess I can say actually someone said it in the music thread and I think I angry reacted to it <laughs> um <laughs> uh, I'm a huge Beastie Boys fan and yeah. oh yeah I, I love the Beastie Boys like I, there was a time in my life where I could recite every album from License to Ill through Hello Nasty word for word without skipping a beat like I listened to them religiously and I like I know a lot of people you know think they're they're terrible and they're gimmicky and you know they're just you know uh you know three awkward white guys who were awful at rapping and, and only were successful because of that but I fucking love me some Beastie Boys and like I don't care how goofy it is and I don't care if the only song people know is Fight for Your Right or Intergalactic like I will sing that shit <laughs> uh to the fullest extent if it's if it's available like I I love the Beastie Boys and I like I like I I don't really yeah I don't really care what people you know if they dislike them or not um, but yeah, they're 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 one they're one for sure. And actually, I can also throw I won't go into detail, but I can also kind of throw the Beatles in there because the Beatles in recent years have been catching stray bullets on social media about how not good <laughs> how, how not good they are and how overrated they are. Dude. And I'm just like, damn, that's a weak take, man. Because like, I, I will say there, a nuanced take in the group chat was that John Lennon was the least talented of all of the Beatles and he was the biggest piece of shit. That I would wholeheartedly agree with because McCartney was, I feel more talented, but also George Harrison was like the secret sleeper of that group, man. That dude could write some fucking songs. Music of all of them, honestly. I wanted to mention real quick too, like when talking about the, the cheesy music that I absolutely love and people will make fun of me. God, I love cheesy 80s love songs. Take My Breath Away by Berlin. From the uh, Top Gun soundtrack, oh, love that song. Yeah, love and it. Much the way that some cliches, uh, cliches are cliches for a reason. Yeah, classics are classic. Because they're <laughs> fucking gold. Um, Rambo, man, you got one. You gotta. Um, I like what I like, and fuck you for judging me for it. <laughs> well, I mean, like you said it. I got I, for the most part, it's like it's it's all the the, the lady led pop. Carly Rae Jepsen is a fucking modern master. 
That woman <laughs> can make a goddamn pop song. Um, let's see. I guess if we were going like hot takes, I don't have an album for them that I could point to. But Leader of Men by Nickelback is a good fucking song. Uh, Dude, this is how you remind me. It's a fucking awesome song. People, like, I mean, I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. But Nickelback makes money. So yeah. someone's buying that shit. Somebody's going to see them in concert, but everybody hates them. Bullshit. Right? Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I will fully admit, like I really enjoyed their first album, Silver Side oh, yeah. Up. Oh, it's a fucking great album. Yeah. That was that was a that was a pretty great project. I loved how you remind me and Too Bad, and yeah. some of the other stuff. Like Too Bad is really good. Great. Yeah. I really Too Bad is my Bad. favorite song. Is my favorite Nickelback song. Yeah, they do that. They they got the harmonies like dead on in that album. Yeah, I um, think is like they're just they're not like revolutionary good. Like yeah. Nickelback is. No one's gonna um, be like Nickelback changed my life. Like, Nickelback yeah. is like a decent cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's not terrible. But like, did, it's, it's, it's really the origin unique. of that is like it just became a meme one day and it just kind of blew up. I'm and that's sure. kind of and that's yeah. kind of where it all even stems from. Like, it's not even that people actually hate Nickelback. Is yeah. that it's a meme to say, oh yeah, Nickelback's awful and it's just it's just gone it's just gone on for for as long because you know it's, the internet. It's the bizarro version of what we were talking about with Bob Dylan. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, no, it's, yeah. it's and and, that, and that's what really frustrates me about it is it it comes back to like you don't actually have this opinion. Like, if someone expresses that shit and you were like, okay, what is your least favorite Nickelback song? Silence. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can say Rockstar. Can't name one. That's <laughs> Rockstar is a terrible song. <laughs> that is some of the worst lyrics I've ever heard. I can't stand photograph. That song yeah. makes me sad. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the, the way that Rambo put that because I was like, I think you're onto something. I think Nickelback might be like a McDonald's cheeseburger because everyone's like, ugh, McDonald's bar. And, but they also serve like 40 bazillion cheeseburgers a day. Who is buying all this if everyone is saying they hate it and it's disgusting? Somebody's buying these things. Yeah. There was I, I did among the many jobs I've had, I did door to door sales many years ago. Um, and one of my bosses during a fucking like morning pep session uh, was talking about McDonald's and he asked, he's like, So why you know, McDonald's is fucking everywhere, it's the number two franchisee in the world. Why is it so popular? And somebody said, Their food is good and he goes, No. <laughs> <laughs> that's not why wrong <laughs> he's like i'm not saying it's terrible but no the answer is not because they make great food because they don't make great food they make cheap shit he's like consistency if you buy a big mac in idaho and you buy a big mac in tehran you're getting the same fucking sandwich yeah and so like it no one can't pick out a nickelback song if you hear it like you hear Chad Kroger's voice, that is Nickelback. Yeah. Oh, fucking hero off the first Spider-Man uh, movie. That oh, soundtrack with, with the guys from uh, Saliva. Yeah, fucking yeah, the dude from Saliva. Yeah. That's a great song. That song is that song. fucking awesome. What, that that song what was is that, great. What was that song called uh, that he did with Santana? That's a good one too. Why don't you and I? 
Oh yeah. Oh, oh wow. Song. I forgot yeah. all about that. You it's see a technically what... Nickelback. I, I don't think. I think it was just him on vocals. Did but... you see what the internet has done? It has taken good Nickelback songs from us. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, how many things that are worth hearing and appreciating are you missing out on? Because the internet has decided it is bad. It has it has banished it yeah. to this island of suck that you're not yeah, allowed yeah. to enjoy. Yeah, no. Dave Matthews is a yeah. perfect example. Thanks, Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> like I, 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 when people are like he's whiny, when people oh, are like he's whiny, so I'm like, yeah, I get it. But like, honestly, like Dave Matthews got ruined for me by by Futurama when Fry is talking to the Niblonians and they're like, Fry, you're the most important person in the universe. He goes to the things that I think when I'm drunk are true. And Nibbler goes, yes, except for the Dave Matthews band does not rock. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, man. Yeah, this is like, I'm looking up that Chad Kroger song. As soon as you mentioned, I was like, that was a good song. Why? Like, where did it go? I mean, honestly, for me, that is the biggest part of, you know, let people like what they like that gets yeah. overlooked yeah. is, you know, we're supposed to, you know, it's expected that people will kind of grant this like open leniency for things that they are like, well, you know, th- this doesn't really affect me. So, you know, if you enjoy, it, enjoy it. But when you mention something that they don't enjoy, suddenly it's be- like they, they, they get this. There's this entitlement in telling you like what is and isn't good about the thing that you uh, you shared. Like, oh no no, that's terrible. No, it's not. You don't like it. That's fine. Like, you know, I booed your choice of Jack Johnson. Guess who doesn't have to listen to Jack Johnson? Me. Guess who will listen to more Jack Johnson? Me. Do it. Do it exactly. all fucking day, brother. Like, <laughs> enjoy yourself. I hope you have a great time I listening. Will. To the fucking dulcet sounds of Mr. Johnson, but I, you liking it doesn't make me, it doesn't cause me some kind of pain. Like I'm not like with, sitting here with a mild headache, like fucking Mike, it's from that goddamn beach rock bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like like three weeks later, unprompted, we're just sitting like in a room in silence, and you go, and another fucking thing about Jack Johnson. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just it's just not worth the the it's not worth the effort if nothing else if nothing else like all the shit that we actually have to deal with in our usual day-to-day not dealing with this fucking plague time bullshit it's still not worth the brain space to to, and and the 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 fucking like the heart rate jump to be like oh that's terrible who gives a fuck who cares it doesn't matter um, if you can find joy in something, then enjoy it. Like, I don't have to like it. Now, don't make me listen to it. I don't want to hear that shit. But, <laughs> like, if you got it, and it's it's only, it, it's what it boils, ultimately what, what everything boils down to. If you found something that you enjoy that doesn't cause anyone else pain, do it. Awesome. Have fun. 100%. Yeah, man. This took an interesting turn but it always does here at the diner on the ggr pirate radio network folks thank you for listening we appreciate what you guys are doing i don't know who it is i don't know which one of you out there is doing it but thank you because this month it's we're eight days into the month 
if this pace continues, we're going to like double the amount of subscribers we have in just this month. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I wish I could take credit for it. Be like, yes, <laughs> it was my genius intellect and my awesome marketing. I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> I really don't. But thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. This is, this is coming together. Like, every... We keep getting rewarded. The The universe keeps shining down on us. The internet likes us, apparently. Like, thank you, internet. Yeah. This nebulous thing out there that we don't really know what exists. Um... It's it's just it's humbling and it's awesome. It's awesome that the conversations that I get to have with three of my best friends are something that other people want to listen to and they want to share. So fuck yeah, we appreciate it. We really do, guys. There's so much more cool stuff we're doing that you can be privy to. In fact, what we're gonna do is we're gonna shut down this episode of the podcast because the next episode of the podcast we're doing is an exclusive for our Patreon members. But you can be one of those Patreon members. It only takes a couple of bucks. Go to patreon.com slash greatgeekrefuge. You guys can subscribe as well. But actually, I'll make you a deal. If you don't feel like doing the monthly contribution, that's fine. Go to greatgeekrefuge.com slash GGR hyphen shop. Pick up a t-shirt. Pick up some stickers. Share it on social media that you did it. We'll give you access to those too. All we're trying to do is make it so that we can pay for this website and help uh, continue to fund these podcasts. A little bit of help goes a long way, and we appreciate it. Plus, you get some pretty dope merch as well. There's lots of cool t-shirts, lots of cool stickers, all sorts of great stuff out there. So for all of us at GGR, that's myself, Mike Lonsford, uh, Steve Monick, MC Brooks, James Rambo, for all of us here, thank you guys so much. Make sure in this trying time, you're doing the best you can to try to stay nice to people. I know it can be difficult sometimes. Have patience. Try to be nice to each other. Make sure you're wearing your masks. Make sure you're washing your hands. But we can all get through this together. And you know why we can get through this together? Because together, there are no heights we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy! <laughs> <laughs>